In this episode, we meet Frederico Stauffer. After growing up around the world, he is a digital content creator who has adapted to new cultures, people, and mindsets, which has powered his work today. Now, having garnered thousands of followers for his playful videos and interactive online identity, Stauffer is changing how big luxury brands represent themselves online, putting fashion through a fisheye lens, literally. We chat all things Instagram, photography, and the future of the social universe with the young Brazilian multi-hyphenate. Frederico, Fred, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so happy to be here. Tell me, what, what pushed you into this field? How did you enter it? I think uh, by my age, it was like something that it was actually already kind of natural to be on social media. Mm -hmm. But at first, when I was at school, I didn't have any of that. I actually just turned 30. Mm -hmm. So when I was at school, Instagram didn't exist. Mm -hmm. it, I just pick up a camera from my mom yeah. and starting yeah. like just, you know, experimenting with photography. That's mm -hmm. actually how I kind of started. And once Instagram was there, so I just like, you know, started like posting like a little bit of my photos, a little bit of my life. But it was not until when Instagram launched Reels yeah. that everything actually started for me. Yeah, I shifted a little bit from photography to videos mm -hmm. and I started like just making those kind of crazy videos, experimenting. It was all experiments. Yeah, were you filming yourself or other people? I was or? actually filming myself at mm -hmm. the beginning mm -hmm. and I would like put myself in like weird situations and create like visuals and play with different like editing tools and yeah. all of that. And that's kind of how I created those first reels that I created that kind of like exploded. And it's actually from there that things started. It's exciting. <laughs> it's with the launch of, yeah, of reels. So you're completely self-taught. Yeah. I actually studied media production. Mm -hmm. uh, it was more like video editing, but kind of like a normal video editing. It was not nothing, anything crazy. None of that after effects that I do today. Mm -hmm. It was very basic. Mm -hmm. And it was after that that I just started experimenting with things. I would like to think of something and think of like a scenario. For example, I'm going to jump in this pool and then I'm going to flick myself out of it. Like yeah. this hand is going to... And then it was just like, okay, how can I do that? So yeah. I was just watching like a bunch of videos online and trying to learn from everything mm -hmm. that I could. And it was actually from my, from the, those videos that I was actually doing and experimenting that I was like learning. Yeah. It was my learning process. Like, so you learned how to do what you wanted to make rather than a seminar on special effects or water effects. Yeah, I think it was more like the, the practical side. So me really trying to take a video, imagine something and creating that and learn how to create that and then put that online like this whole kind of process you know is what like teached me the most i would say yeah i think your content really just takes us outside of our expectations with what we're watching it's that's really magical. exactly what i what i try you know is like break the expectations mm. every time that i do something is the people is going to start watching so they're expecting something and mm. I'm going to try to make something that you're not going to expect yeah. at all. That's <laughs> always my goal, you know? Yeah, that's the payoff though because I'm like, oh, I've, I've, I know where this is going and then for you to take it somewhere else is exactly, always really special. Exactly, because that's the feeling also that when I watch a video and then I watch something that is, oh, kind of unexpected, like, yeah. I love this feeling, you know? Yeah. And this feeling is actually started when I was at school mm. with magic because oh, wow. I actually have a little passion for magic you in could general. Be, okay, yeah. I would be that annoying guys in parties <laughs> at Union be like, hey, pick a card. And yeah. Because I always like this, you know, created this element of surprise and like this feeling of, mm. oh, oh, what, wait, what just happened? 
And that's what I try to and achieve. And you still do tricks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, I do. Like, for, uh, maybe I'm not like that, like quick with my hands and the cards anymore because it's all about practice. But I remember no, but a few. Maybe there's a penny behind my ear. That you just have I, to I was just going to take it out at the end. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorite videos that you've made? Ooh, I think it's like my favorite videos is those crazy ones that I jump out of something and then I flick myself yeah. over and like it's yeah. those crazy ones. I did one so fun. Mm -hmm. that I was just vacuuming people outside of my window uh -huh. and this real vacuum and <laughs> and it's like things that like comes out of nowhere I was literally cleaning the house yeah and I was like looking outside there's like some people cars bikes and I was like oh my god it'd be so funny if I just like take the, the vacuum and like yeah with the perspective like looking like I'm vacuuming cleaning the the city you know and this was pretty fun. I did one where I take the moon mm -hmm. and I place the moon to where the sun is going to be like the next day in the morning. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like changing from like night to day kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, it's like I think my favorite videos are those those crazy things that I that I do. Yeah, like yeah. very surrealist. Yes, a very, lot. Very yeah. like, what? You know, it's like... A, yeah, <laughs> but like real life, but like weird stuff happening in real yeah. life. Like, yeah. you know... It's it's not real, yes. But at the same time, it's fun, you know. Yeah. Like I think what I always try to do is, like, yeah, it's like just have some fun, you know, because it's just fun to create like stuff that you know. It's like what and having those reactions from people that is very similar to mm -hmm. when I was at uni mm -hmm. and making some magics, and yeah. then wait, wait, wh how did you do that? <laughs> like that reaction, and actually to come back a little bit before to that, it was I start I got into magic because somebody. Mm. made me a magic like did a magic trick with me yeah. and I had that reaction of wait how did you do that yeah and yeah. I love that reaction that's how I wanted to create this reaction like you know throughout like my magic at first and then you know through with my yeah. videos after <laughs> but and, and then you come in and work for brands and you help them make magic now yeah now now like those brands are like calling me and then asking for for some magic too obviously it's not always magic stuff no because i have to adapt <laughs> and yeah. sometimes it's like a little bit more playful i can be a little bit more crazy depending on what it is yeah sometimes it's a little bit more slick a little bit more like short content but there's always going to be something you know that yeah. it's a little bit like like a trick or something or even if it's just like a slight like visual effect but like simple but i love the fact that you're in order to develop your work it's not just about going bigger and bigger and more surreal and more crazy it's about like refining yeah refining it refining it mm. of course yeah and, and I'm, i'm exactly in this period right now you know of not expanding that much mm. but being stronger yeah and making it better yeah You know, even if this means like making like a little bit less. It's more concentrated. Yeah. You moved around the world a lot as a kid. Do you yeah. think that has influenced the type of work that you've made? I think, yeah, 100%. And especially like today, like working with different brands, mm. because it's all about the way I'm going to adapt myself. And even before moving out of Brazil, I was already moving cities there. My dad was a military at the time. Mm -hmm. So we were just like moving around a lot. And I had no choice other than know how to adapt myself, adapt myself into like different people, different environments mm. and different schools. Because I actually moved like schools quite a lot, like yeah. different friends and relationships and everything changes all the time. So it's all about like, you know, taking it in a, in a good way and mm. learning how to adapt and be flexible and 
not be too picky sometimes <laughs> and so that that's what like today when i work with different brands and i have different projects it's it comes exactly from that that's actually something that i say when i talk about like my traveling that this is something that helped me a lot Mm. It's what made me like what I am today. You know, like I was, I grew up in a place in Brazil and then like I moved, I had to learn how to grow up in a different mm. culture. Like, because I didn't even know what culture means. Like yeah. for me, there was just like people that would speak different languages, mm -hmm. but it's way more than that. And when you start like discovering that, discovering that like people has like different behaviors and you don't really expect that because you're not used to that mm. at first kind of like looks strange but when you learn how to like understand that there's difference and being able to you know work around that and find your own place you know that's that that's what i was like looking for yeah, yeah. do you think you can adapt to anything now i think so you, that's yeah. what it taught you i think it's one of my my biggest strength is be able to adapt yeah i mean different like scenarios and situations traditionally hate change so yeah. it's good that you're Good exactly. At it. Yeah. Because I was like forced to change a yeah. lot. Even when I moved to France, I actually, st I went to England for my university. Mm -hmm. So even that I moved uh, like mm -hmm. again. And so I was like in a different place. And once I got there, it was the first time it was in Leicester. In the, mm -hmm. UK. the first time I got there was when I went there for my studies. Yeah. So I arrived, I didn't even know nothing. Like I remember I arrived, it was like nighttime. I just like took a taxi out of the train station. I was like, I need to go to my dorms. I didn't even know exactly what it was, yeah. but I find my way there. And yeah, then, yeah. you know, everything was kind of building like this. It's one of those things that once you've done something like that, you know, you, like it gives you a resilience to be able to do something like that again. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And even like silly things being like, I remember at uni, like being like, just like in the party and not understanding like what anybody was saying because mm. it's just and you're just there alone and you're just like don't really know what to do and like being cool with that you know it's like yeah. something that like makes you being cool with anything you know yeah <laughs> you're like in weird like situations and then weird like environments i'm just gonna be cool with it and be yeah. fine you know i'm, okay. you I'm chilling does the pressure of being so popular online get to you not anymore mm -hmm. first of all like i don't consider myself like popular online mm -hmm. like i I don't like go outside and there's like people <laughs> waiting for me. You know, it's not like I have like millions of followers. It, it It's different. I'm not, an, I don't consider myself as an influencer. Mm -hmm. When I have like, when sometimes like I have people like recognizing me and stopping me, like yeah. it's a different approach. It's more like, oh, like I like your work. Yeah. I like your videos. I like your photos. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's different. But there is something that uh, did like, and it does sometimes uh, like mess up with your head a little bit mm. is the fact that this whole like liking commenting like situation when you post something online and then you don't have the recognition that you thought you you needed but yeah. then you think that your work is not good enough because you don't have enough likes but all of this it's is just all like wrong mm. you know because it's all like an algorithm it's mm. all how you you feed the platform mm -hmm. that your content is going to perform. It's mm -hmm. all about math. It's all about like consistency. So you can be putting something that it's not going to be that good, but if you put it every day, yeah, it's going to be more relevant mm. than other things that you do it like as a passion. And then, for example, like right now, if I post like a picture of like a node lady in Paris on my Instagram, I don't have likes on those type of pictures. Yeah. Because like people are like, look at what what is that? Like I I started following you because you made some fun videos. Like yeah, yeah, well yeah. you know, so 
But then when you see something like this, you're like, wait, what? Like my photo is not good. Wait, why, why this picture has more likes than mine? Yeah. And like, once you go into this path and asking those questions, yeah. it's when it started messing with your head. Yeah. Once you, you actually let, let it go and like truly let it go, all of that and really mm -hmm. accept that this is just an algorithm. It's all like math. There is nothing to do with the quality of your content or whatsoever. And once you like really let go of like stats and all of that and yeah. numbers, then you just like start like right now, I just like post whatever I want to post. Yeah. Like before I would not post something because I'm like, oh, this picture like doesn't yeah. do well on Instagram. Right now, if I want to post a picture of an old lady in Paris, then I will. Let's Nobody's going to like that. Ground. Whatever. Yeah, like, ground. this is like my space mm -hmm. that I'm just going to share, like, whenever I want to share. Mm -hmm. And with the frequency that I want to share, you know, I'm not going to change my lifestyle just to please an algorithm, you know, just to yeah. have more likes and and feel better. But like, no, like, this is so, <laughs> I think like, a lot I feel better in like in different ways. You know? Yeah, I think there's a lot of power in not going just with the flow. Yeah. Doing your own thing. Yeah. I've heard you've got your grandfather's I camera do. tattooed on your arm. I do. Right Ta here. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a big one. Tell me it about it. took six hours to, to get it. I, it's actually, uh, I love it because this is actually my granddad's camera. Mm -hmm. I took a picture of the camera mm. through the tattoo artist and I was like, can you do me exactly that? And it was, it was quite painful. I'm not going to lie. Did he take but, a lot of pictures with it? Uh, that's the interesting part. Mm. I actually don't know. Wow. Yeah. I have only seen like very few of my granddad's pictures. Mm -hmm. My dad, my granddad is not here anymore. Uh, but when I was a kid and when we were together, like he was actually not taking pictures anymore. Like mm -hmm. my, this camera was actually like in a box, retired for a long time. Mm. And when I was a kid, I didn't even know that he was a photographer. It was only after when I started like getting to photography that my, my parents was, was telling, you know, like your granddad yeah. had this camera and then well, I discovered, and it's a funny story about how I got the camera Yeah, because my mom had it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's actually my dad's father, mm -hmm. but for some reason, my mom was the responsible for the camera. Yeah. <laughs> mom Classic. was the boss, you know? And <laughs> so she had it and I, I wanted the camera so bad, you know, and she told me, if you know, know how to use it if you learn how to use it and yeah. you can take pictures with it then okay i looked online everything i, I found it was like i don't even know how old is this camera i know that it's 50 years old like plus yeah and i found online this old instruction like scanned like yeah. figured out how to work the camera and then my mom gave the camera to me and yeah. I actually started to some taking some pictures with it wow. and it's crazy because i have there was some like a uh, classic like family photos of my dad when he was a kid yeah Took him with camera. this camera wow. from like, you know, my granddad, like, and it's just like crazy to me. It's like a crazy feeling to have this camera. It's, it's like, cool. represents a lot in a way because for some, in, in, I know that in some like weird reason, I got some of his photography passion, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. He was kind of maybe lost like a little bit on the way, but I managed to bring it back. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to take pictures? You know, like I said, you know, like I love moving around mm -hmm. and being like adapted to like different environments, yeah. but I would say it's Paris. Okay. Paris is really like my favorite Paris place. Paris pretty. Yeah. yeah. It's not only pretty, but it's just, I, I love walking, walking mm. around, like just take my camera, like go outside and just walk. Mm. And Paris is just like the perfect place to do that. And it's also the place where I like took most pictures. It's a place where I feel confident and mm. I just know there and 
And I just love it because every day, everywhere you look, there's just like so many beautiful people and, and beautiful architecture and beautiful history. And in just every corner, it's, I feel like it's a beautiful picture. Yeah, you're able to, to yeah. translate Paris also in your work into something that's like this grand day, mother city, but you create some real playful, yeah, immediate, impactful work there. Yeah. Because most of the time, yeah, like you look at it and it kind of like Paris like looks like a little bit sad most of the times, yeah. you know, but like even like from that sadness, you know, I try to make something beautiful out of it and capture like what I see today. And I know that like in a few years, just like when I see now old pictures, you know, it's just like a moment of relieving that mm -hmm. era, you mm -hmm. know. And, and you do something similar with the big brands, right? You translate these kind of historic very multi-layered brands into something that's very immediate. And yeah. yeah. How do you do it? Uh, that's actually the biggest challenge, you know, that I, that mm. I have. And it's also having this skill of like flexibility, you know, it's like good for that. I, I really try to obviously keep elegant and yep. keep, you know, like do something that is going to remain the face of the brand, mm -hmm. but that is just going to speak to the youth a little bit better because mm -hmm. the, the new generation now, it's like consuming everything through their phones mm -hmm. and the people like, I don't like personally watch TV that much anymore. Mm -hmm. So the challenge is to how can I keep elegant and create like these things for this brand, all of these videos, this content that I create, but at the same time, it stay a little bit like fun and fresh and cool, you know, yeah. that it's gonna be, you know, good for them. And then also like a little bit relevant for the, the people that are consuming on this platform. Yeah, I think people wanna feel that sense of purpose from their branded content in the way that other content can feel a bit more throwaway. Of course. A bit more aimless. Yeah. I feel that it's just like a, a different language, you yes. know? One thing is to create like big campaigns and do those pictures and, and it's always going to be there. Mm. But now I, I feel that there is just like a new way of speaking to, to the new generation. Yeah. And it's a language that I kind of understand you pretty speak well. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What does a, a typical day look like for you? I would say a lot of thinking. Yeah. Because most of my time is I, I spend actually creating those concepts and mm -hmm. thinking of the, the, these ideas. I would say like from everything that I do, capturing it, it's what takes the last time. Mm. Creating the ideas, it's what takes the most time. Wow. And then editing, it's also long, but it's more thinking. So I like to wake up in the morning and obviously have like a little coffee. Uh, mm -hmm. I try to have like a moment of, I just like zone out a little bit Yeah, good. before I kind of start my day. I've been trying to do that recently mm. uh, because with every, everything happened like so fast to me this past year that I kind it kind of like messed up a little bit my schedule mm -hmm. and my, my routine. I yeah. feel that I don't really like have a, like a routine anymore. I've been trying to, I'm working hard to actually mm. wake up in the morning, like go do some exercise, like, you know, like be kind of yeah. like very proactive like this, but at the moment it's just like kind of all over the place. But I try to wake up in the morning, have like this moment I'm gonna zone out and it's basically like just start my day like with what I have to do and mm -hmm. which is gonna be either editing, creating like ideas yeah. or like filming something new. 
And right now I'm like uh, really into golfing. I played golf for the oh, first wow. time like not long ago, and, and I'm so in. I'm oh, so so in. Isn't so it? it's just golf. like those things that like for me it's some sort of like meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's everything, all of those things that I do throughout my day that helps me, you know, keep like doing good work and like not losing my mind, yeah. you know, because it's uh, the work that I do also with with myself to remain like calm and and be like keep doing good work and not let let all of this kind of like mess with my head you know yeah. so there's a lot of like working with myself as well throughout my day you know yeah. to, to keep going and and that's why like sports or like bring back sports into my life yeah it's gonna also be good you are a, basically a one-man show when it comes to creating content is that ever challenging do you like working um, on your own yeah, first of all, I love working on my own. Mm. Um, it's not because I don't I don't like working teams. It's more that I like everything that I do. Mm-hmm. All this process, so like having the ideas. So once I have my idea, I want to shoot it. Yeah. Once I shoot it, I want to edit it. Yeah. And I want to have this whole product like done by me, not because I just want to work alone, but it's just like, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love your like creating all of that. It might gonna get to a certain point where I'm going to have to get more help, like work more people, which is mm-hmm. fine. But right now, like, I just love doing this. And yeah, it's challenging uh, because, you know, sometimes I can be finishing editing a project and at the same time be requested for something new yeah. and have to present the ideas for that. Yeah. And I have this whole like process when it comes to... Um, pre-production and creating something new. I actually make tests. Uh, mm-hmm. It's actually kind of funny. Sometimes it's usually like me, like in my pajamas, like with sleepers at yeah, home. Yeah. But it's just to show visually what I want to do because yeah. it's very hard to explain my my crazy of ideas. Oh uh, yeah, it's going to pop out of the box and this is going to happen. Mm. What like what, that, yeah, what does yeah. that mean? So I create all those tests, like make like this like deck, you know, so it's a very like hard process, like at the beginning that mm-hmm. takes time. But once like everything is kind of like mixed it up, yeah, it gets like challenging, you know, because it's it's hard for me to work on something when my brain is somewhere else. I need to switch off from one project and start working something else. Yeah, I can't really like do like you know, but it's it's what makes it fun, you know. If it was easy, you know, it wouldn't be cool. <laughs> yeah, very true. I think you. I think also you're constantly sort of challenging yourself and developing, and sometimes you just need to be in your own creative flow. Um, what do you think is coming next in the photography world or, or online? I think. I mean, to be honest, like I don't, I don't like that much, like thinking like what's gonna come next because uh-huh. I love the challenge. I love like just see the wave coming when it's already like big and okay i'm taking yeah. off now okay. now it's my moment yeah, to kind yeah, of yeah. like adapt and see what's happening and it's exciting you know as mm-hmm. well like not know what to expect and because i'm so focused on also on what's happening right now that like i'm not really like thinking what's gonna be next yeah. you know but i think like uh you know metaverse it's it's coming it's coming you know and I don't think like a digital is going to end. I think it's just going to like in a way evolve. Yeah. But like, I think nobody really knows what that means for now, but I'm just ready for it. You know, yeah. something new is going to come and I'm just going to be there ready to like You're readapt. Just adapt. That's what yeah. You do. yeah. <laughs> what do you see next for yourself? Is there anything you want to achieve that you haven't yet? Yeah. Um, I want to learn how to play a saxophone. 
Oh, very fun. Yeah. Oh, I uh, didn't one, think you were going to say that. I know. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to win some golf tournaments because now that I'm Good. very into that. Wait, saxophone. <laughs> so why the saxophone? Okay, I love music. Yeah. And this is something that like I've always done. Like when I was a kid, I, the first instrument that I started playing was uh, drums. Yeah. I didn't play like that much. Then I moved to guitar mm -hmm. and I was just like playing guitar, but like just by myself, you know, I've been like cool. playing and yeah. I love to sing, yeah. uh, even though I don't know, like I just <laughs> like, you know, make some music just for myself because I just love it. And saxophone was always my dream to yeah. learn how to play saxophone, yeah. but pretty like expensive instrument. So I didn't have the opportunity to, to try it like a, when I was younger. But I always had that in my head. And mm. I just want to be, you know, be like at home, be like jamming and like playing some stuff. And I just want to know how to play. Like I'm so into it. Yeah, I love it. Do you play? But also, I'm, no, I'm uh. terrible. But like <laughs> drums, guitar, singing, saxophone, you are a one-man band. No, but like more into my like uh, career, like goals and everything. I think I just, you know, in this idea of like refining and like making it better, I just want to keep like doing this, maybe like in a, a little bit bigger scale, uh -huh. maybe bring like also photography into, uh -huh. into my, my work as well. Yeah. Um, not only creating, you know, those social assets, but also yeah. create the, the main campaign as well and yeah, create yeah, like okay. the photography and yeah. like expanding my one man yeah. show situation to all of this and having like more of a voice on those campaigns. I love that. I think that's what like something that would be cool, you know. It other is. than the saxophone and golfing. I mean, <laughs> playing the sax. Yeah. Or like, putting, like, I don't know. Yeah. You do yeah. a video on, yeah, sure. you, don't need, you don't I need will. my help doing ideas for you. And videos. it's funny because one of my <laughs> first viral videos was like a golfing video. Yeah, was it? I was the first time that I went like in a, that I hold like a golf club. Yeah. And I just did like a transition, like a closing transition. Yeah. And like everybody went mad at me on Instagram because my swing was apparently was like very bad. Oh yeah, brilliant. <laughs> People just love yeah. to be pernickety. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In three words, what are the traits that you believe make a good boss? Mm, the first one, I would say ambitious. Mm -hmm. The second and third, it's a little bit less on the work situation, but more on the person. Mm. And I would say it's calmness mm. and kindness. Mm. For me, it's very, very important. Obviously, we don't want to be working with somebody that's not kind. Mm. But for me, it goes way beyond that. I remember being as a kid, my dad telling me, you have to speak and respect everybody in the room mm. the same way. The boss and the person that is going to be there uh, helping like with the cleaning. Yeah. or And even if you are the boss, doesn't make you like any different and mm. doesn't justify in any way yeah. the fact that you can be disrespectful to somebody and not mm -hmm. be kind and not just like smile, like getting to your, your desk, like speak to your employees and be nice to everyone and just like smile. This, I said it like last, but I think it's like the most important trait. Mm -hmm. On that note, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's been an absolute thank pleasure. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. It's been so nice talking to you and having me here like it's you too. It's See you on the surfboard with the saxophone. Yeah. And the wolf <laughs> course, maybe. <laughs> thank you for listening to Behind the Boss with your host. That's me, Raven Smith. If you want to find out more about what it takes to be a boss and the stories behind the inspirational figures of today, make sure to tune in. <laughs>